0: That's no a uh, private property is not allowed in Cuba. Right. I mean, you, you are allowed to have a, a house. hmm Now, recently, like a few years ago, they start allowing selling your house. Mm-hmm. But these very tiny things uh, you, that you can do with that, you cannot have multiple houses. Like, I've got so many stories from family members that they have uh, three, four houses. Uh, I mean, this is a- And are, the government are, took yeah, it. Yeah, and the government said you can only have one house. I and got I a message
1: on Instagram just a few days ago. This woman is practically weeping on Instagram. She said, I have two houses that I inherited and it's in Peru and Peru's going communistic and the government's going to take them away from me. What do you think I should do? Hmm. And I felt so inadequate to answer this question. They're asking me because I do a lot of real estate now. But I'm Hmm. like, how in the world do I answer this question? Like, can you imagine two houses, you inherited them? Oh, it belongs to the government now. You're listening to the Kneepin' It Real JODcast. This is your host, Seth Kniep. Hey, everybody, this is Seth Kneep, Kneepin It Real. Today, it is my honor and privilege to interview David Lopez. Now, before we get into the interview, there's something you need to know. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff and YouTube might even flag the video. <laughs> we're going to talk about communism and capitalism. We're going to talk about how David escaped a a very oppressive society in Cuba, traveled to Miami, lived in his car, worked at McDonald's, had money stolen from him. And today he is a millionaire. He is a seller on Amazon. He is my third student way back in the days in 2016. And today he leads Just One Dime Espanol. I want you to hear from David his story, what he did, how he got where he is today. So I hope you enjoy this. David, thank you so much for being it's here today. It's a pleasure.
0: You know, yesterday I was talking to Danilo, which yeah. is uh, one of the brand builders for mm-hmm. uh, do For You. Yeah. And I was telling the story about how I met you. And it's funny. So I was looking to videos on YouTube, and then there's another guy. I don't remember the name, honestly. And then I was watching you as well. So I wasn't decided which course uh, <laughs> to buy. And it's funny, I got this other guy, and he was a little bit rude. He didn't treat me very well. Yeah. Well, actually, he told me, your English is broken. Uh, so he Oh, that's em- a nice thing to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay, okay, no screw yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, because I didn't feel comfortable talking to this person. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, I, I sent him a message, like, I would say, five minutes later, you sent me another message. Then we talk, and that was, like, like, a breaking point in my life. It's funny how little things shape your uh, your life. Yeah. But that specific moment, maybe th- this guy would treat me different, and maybe I would go to him and maybe, you know, uh, everything that happened in my life later wouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes when you feel bad or bad things come to you. Yeah. Maybe that's for good. So Maybe
1: God's so, protecting you and directing yeah, you a different path so 100. that the path results in a better thing.
0: Yeah. So thank you for having me here. It's yeah, a
1: pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah. This is your first time to the podcast so I'm super yeah. honored. And I think there's like a thousand things we could talk about. But could you tell us, first of all, I want to start with this. What do you think about what's happening in Cuba? And in a moment, we're going to get to how he got from Cuba to the US and how he ended up selling on Amazon, et cetera. But what do you think? What are your thoughts on that whole situation?
0: Well, it's funny. A lot of um, Americans and people around the world, when they talk to Cuba, they always tell me, oh, but, you know, uh, you have uh, free healthcare or you have free education. Right. And there's this uh, perception that Cuba is is a good thing. I mean, it's a totalitarian government, but then you got free stuff. Free uh, sounds good. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. And it's funny, uh, sometimes you try to explain your people. Yeah. And they, they will back to you. I mean, to your own people, Cubans. No, no, no. I mean, like people… Oh, that, just people that in general. People that never live in Cuba. Gotcha. So, okay. man, I live in Cuba 23 years. Yeah. So, I know. So, you, you cannot… You've seen both sides. Yes, exactly.
1: How many Americans have gone to Cuba and lived there and experienced? Because it's funny, exactly. you see these pictures on the internet and this, you know, this lady, she's sitting there with her laptop. Mm-hmm. She's drinking her coffee. She's on her laptop at a coffee shop. And on the back of the laptop, it says F-U-C-K capitalism. Hmm. While she's enjoying capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like crazy. the irony. Like, does this person even… OK, maybe some college professor taught her how capitalism is oppressive and evil and, and they tie it up with slavery, which it was used mm-hmm. in. It was a part of slavery, but that but that's a separate issue. That doesn't make capitalism evil. But actually, has she gone to a country? What would happen if she went to live in a country
0: hmm. and
1: experienced what it's like?
0: Yeah. All people defending uh, the Cuban government, they defended from abroad. So none of them go to live in Cuba. And live there, right. And also when you're a tourist, uh, uh, so you go to visit Cuba, you know, everything is good because, you know, you're drinking… As a tourist. Yeah, you're You're being treated as a guest. Yeah, exactly. You're drinking Cuba Libres and you are uh, staying at hotels that hotels that we Cubans couldn't be in Hmm. uh, until two, three years ago when the government changed their regulations. So as a Cuban, I spent my whole life in Cuba and I could not go to a hotel with my own money and say, I want to stay here because that's for tourists. Yeah. So just to, uh, and just to answer your question, what happened? I think internet happened. Uh, hmm. When I got to the US, uh, it was 23 years. I, mean, I use internet like I would say once a month. You were 23 then. How old are you now? I'm 35. 35, okay. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like, so a
1: 20, years I mean, ago. we're
0: talking about 2010. So yeah. 2010, I didn't know what Facebook was. So many
1: things were different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I got here and said, everybody talking about Facebook. What is a Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> what is a Facebook? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so uh, the government was very restricted because they didn't want uh, the Cubans to have access to Internet because Internet is information. Right. And I think um, so Internet got so big and uh, then Cuba started, you know, the government very slowly started giving access to people on different ways. Always people from the United States paying for those uh, services. Mm-hmm. And then they started seeing how life is in the US. Like all the Cubans that they go to Facebook and they say, all the Cubans, hardworking Cubans, uh, having a nice weekend with the family, mm-hmm. enjoying food or mm-hmm. just going to the beach. I mean, just having life.
1: So let me get this right. Cubans in Cuba, online, they could see Cubans in the US enjoying their life.
0: Yeah, they can, yeah. Go, they can go online for, you know, two or three hours a day. Yeah. And then they can go to Facebook, they can post on Facebook. So, so it's I,
1: opening their eyes like, yes, wait like, a minute, yeah. my situation really sucks compared to people living in a capitalistic country.
0: That's exactly what happened. So now they got is, is so much information that is getting in and the government doesn't know how to deal with that situation. That's why recently you see what happened. That's that's a big deal. It's uh, been 62 years, hmm. uh, 1959 since Fidel Castro took yeah. to power, never, that never happened in my country. Hmm. So to see thousands of Cubans uh, demanding uh, freedom, they, they're not asking for food, they're not asking yeah. for vaccines or anything like right. that. You see what they're asking uh, is y Vida, which is a uh, homeland, Life. Uh, if you if you see the the uh, the Cuban uh, communist slogan is uh, homeland and dead. Mm. So this whole new movement is homeland alive. Why why you have to die, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's what we're asking for. Uh, so when
1: they say homeland and life, what does that mean practically to a Cuban? If 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 I'm a Cuban, I'm protesting on the streets of Cuba and I'm screaming homeland and life, homeland. What does that look like practically for me? Like, what would that look like?
0: That's freedom. I see uh, the word life is, mm-hmm. is freedom. It's homeland and, and freedom. Freedom to do what? To, to do whatever we want to do, to think whatever I want to think.
1: To go start a business.
0: Yeah, to start, go start a business. To work for a
1: different company and get a raise yeah. because I did a better job and worked harder and went to school, whereas yeah. probably Mickey didn't, so therefore I earned the right. Yeah. Can you imagine raising kids communistically? I, I don't know. Like, think about it. That's because You guys all get the same thing every day, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Yeah, but, but he didn't work. He only worked half a day. Nope, he gets the same as you. But that's not fair. Oh, no, nope. we want to make sure we have equal output. What yeah. happens? Well, I'm not going to work hard. Why would I work hard? Because I work twice as hard as my brother. I get mm-hmm. the same allowance from my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine what would happen to a family if a family raised their kids with communistic principles?
0: The funny thing is never e- uh, this There's not equality in communism. I mean, these are uh, the political class. And then this, the, the poor people. So political class, they, you know, all the people involved in the government, they live great life. I mean, you can see the videos on all Fidel Castro and Raul Castro uh, families. Uh, they got so much money. They live like millionaires because they're millionaires. It's
1: funny. The people in leadership have a ton of money, while the masses have… They don't just have a little money. They have a little opportunity or way to get the money. Yeah. Right? What is the complaint in America today? You owe me something. Well, what are you doing? You're sitting on your butt, living on government pay and you could go get a job. And why does the government owe you something? Mm -hmm. Do you know how many people we've had who have applied for positions here and then stopped because the government is paying them more? Mm -hmm. More. And we pay people well here, Mm -hmm. far above minimum wage, far above, because they can make more just applying for unemployment. What's up with that?
0: It's crazy. I think at the end of the day, this is what happened in Cuba. Socialists and communists, uh, they want the people to be dependent. They want to be the provider. Hmm. So when you're a provider, it's like when you're a kid. So yeah. you're a kid, you, you have expect your, your parent to Yeah, provide. exactly. Yeah. So, but you're dependent on your father. So right. whatever your father says, you do. You do. Yeah. You if trust you, him. It, exactly. If you don't do that, you know there is going to be consequence. Right. Um, so that's pretty much what happens. I, and that's my, my political view. I mean, I said it. I mean, I said it everywhere. Yep. That socialists and communists is the same thing for me. People need to work for for, for whatever they want to.
1: Yeah, I think you made a good point. So, when the kid is young, when they're a baby, when they're a toddler, a parent mm-hmm. provides everything 100%. The goal of a parent at the same time is to raise the kids so they become independent. Mm-hmm. Remember, you and your wife and my wife and I were talking about this, how yeah. you guys want your child, your beautiful daughter to grow, to learn how to work hard, how… That's that's one of the challenges, even for you and myself, being wealthy people who worked very hard and suffered and failed many times to build our wealth. We don't want our kids taking that for granted. So one of our goals is to teach them incentive. This is why, and some people are going to call me a complete jackass, but I'm going to share it anyways. I don't care what people think. I have my kids, once they're 18, they pay rent if they want to live at the house. Now, I give them a good discount. But why would I do that? Because I don't want to make them think when you're at mom's and pop's place, you can just do whatever you want and sit on the couch and be lazy. You're going to pay rent because this is good for you. I'm not going to give you stuff for free. The whole point is teaching my children that if you work hard, you get more. If you work less, you get less. Da da! Incentive. Yeah. Incentive
0: is a good thing. It's what makes the world go round. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons, at least for me and I think for uh, most immigrants, so we, when you come to this country, where you got so many opportunity, and then you coming from a country where you have no opportunity. Uh, literally, my my father and my, my mother will buy me a pair of shoes, and the pair of shoes will be used for the whole year yeah. to go to school, even to go to, you know, little parties when, with friends. Uh, so have to be like every weekend. I remember me just washing my, fo- my my shoes so they get they look clean so I can go out. That's all you got. That's all I got. Yeah. So. When you have to fight for that, when you have to, you don't take anything for granted. Yeah. So that's why I think, uh, um, I believe we got an advantage uh, from that uh, standpoint, because, you know, when I got here and, the, and then McDonald told me, I pay you eight bucks per hour, say, are you crazy? <laughs> 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 I do it for less. Right. And you were cra- thankful. You had perspective. This is what I love about you, David. You've
1: lived both sides of that. You've lived in a communistic country. You've lived in a capitalistic country. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the change and you decided to do something with it. Mm. But I want to go back to your story. So, how did you get from Cuba into the US? Mm. What happened? And was there a wall? Yeah,
0: (laughs) 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 it was. Well, we we Cubans are, we are blessed. uh, from that perspective, because, you know, there's a law that allows us to get here and then, you know, we get protection papers, most immigrants won't get that.
1: And when they brought you in, Mm -hmm. because I know you did it legally. I'm just messing with you, but when they brought you in, they treated you really nice, right? They gave you some money, they gave you new clothes. Yeah, well,
0: that that was, you know, uh, that was something that shocked me, like, Listen, when you're in Cuba, when you're a Cuban kid, it should, I mean, I, I wish I could show you the books that, that, that is indoctrination. Yeah. Indoctrination, yeah. indoctrination, okay, the, the right books word. that they make you read. Yeah. So you see, it's like everything about… That, that sounds healthy. That, that, read what the
1: government says. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, I'm so, I am so inept to be able to take care of myself. I need the government to tell me what I'm supposed to make, to tell me what to read. Like, do people realize the freedom they're surrendering when they ask for Capitalism, or even socialism, which ultimately leads towards capitalism, That's is an inch. Who is it? Lenin himself who said it, it's an introduction to capitalism. Well,
0: that literally, Cuba, <laughs> Cuba in Cuba, they don't, they don't tell you we are a communist country. They tell you we are a social co- country on the way to be communist because, yeah, um, so communism seems like this promised land, right? Where someday we will be able to be, right? Uh, nobody ever gets there and nobody will ever get there because it's just, it's just topic, no, it's not, it's not real. Hmm. So just to answer your question, so when I get here, yeah. uh, after reading all those books since I was a kid, when they put, you know, these illustrations uh, Amer- with the American flag and the mercenary and the boot, just putting a boot on Cuba and trying to, to steal the homeland and… You know, so they
1: basically, let me just make sure I got this, they portrayed America as the enemy.
0: like in every possible way. America,
1: who helped to stop those missiles under Fidel Castro being Mm. shot way back during when England was trying to… They actually came out with a movie on this. Mm. Um, oh, what's the, uh Cumberbatch, the guy with the dragon voice from The Hobbit. Hmm. He was the special agent or he was like this innocent salesman who went to Russia and through negotiations with the English government, they stopped these missiles, this is historically true, from being fired in Cuba hmm. onto the US.
0: Yeah. I was, just
1: want to make sure we're talking about the same Cuba. <laughs> no, it's
0: a, yeah, it's the same Cuba. <laughs> okay, I mean, keep it was going. crazy. I wasn't yeah. born there, but… Uh, America's evil, but yeah. Yeah, okay. well, that, that happened. So, it's… Every possible way, the uh, Cuban government will always—all problems that we have—is always the, um, the American government. And one thing that people don't know, because they they, they talk about the embargo, uh, but you you know you actually need to go back in s- story to to know what happened in mm-hmm. 1959 when Fidel Castro took power. There were hundreds of thousands of companies, American companies, established in the in, in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Fidel Castro did, he pretty much say, hey, everybody just go out, you're not getting nothing. So they didn't get The anything. companies. Yeah, the companies. He, they, he pushed the American companies put, out of Cuba. Exactly, like, every, okay. uh, we're talking about, I don't know, we're talking about billions, maybe trillions of dollars. So they say wow. everybody out. Okay. And they got nothing, no, uh, interni- uh, how do you say, indemnization? Uh, like they, they, they Indoctrinization? No, like they, they didn't pay any money to, to this company. Oh, gotcha. That. They didn't so
1: pay them anything. They just said, yeah, get out. So
0: the, go- the, the American government said, you know what? So you cannot do that. And yeah. then they, they place embargo because uh, we don't want to deal with you because you did this. Yeah. So that's the story about the embargo. So now they pretty much say everything is embargo, embargo, embargo. Cuba is the Cuban government that won't allow you to have a business, won't allow you to Promotion, a living, and with dignity, and what and would dig- happen, David, if I went to
1: Cuba and I tried to start a coffee shop on the corner? Like, what would happen?
0: That's no private proper property is not allowed in Cuba. So right. I mean, you you are allowed to have a, a house, mm-hmm. uh, but for example, now recently, like a few years ago, they start allowing selling your house. Mm-hmm. But this very tiny things uh, you, that you can do with that. You cannot have multiple houses. Like, I've got so many stories from family members that they have uh, three, four houses. Uh, I mean, this is… And are, the government are, took yeah, it. Yeah. And the government said, you can only have one house. I got and a message
1: dec- on Instagram just a few days ago. This woman is practically weeping on Instagram. She said, I have two houses that I inherited and it's in Peru. And Peru's going communistic and the government's going to take them away from me. What do you think I should do? Hmm. And I felt so inadequate to answer this question. They're asking me because I do a lot of real estate now, but I'm hmm. like, How in the world do I answer this question? Like, can you imagine two houses, you inherited them. Oh, it belongs to the government now.
0: It's crazy. I mean,
1: I just want to ask people listening. And and guys, please feel free to disagree. I will not be offended. Just don't use foul language because literally YouTube will flag it. We had a lot of comments in the last video I did with Jay. Like half the comments didn't even show up because some of you guys got a little bit acidic. (laughs) So it's okay to disagree. I believe in intellectual debate. I believe people should talk, but I really want to know Is that freedom? Is that freedom? Are we… Just let me rant just for a moment, brother, Okay, Equal opportunity, I believe in. Equal output, no. In other words, if you're going to tell me I'm going to let you into Harvard on a lower score because you are white and not Asian or you're black and not white, is that actually incentivizing me to do a good job? It, it's stupid. Como <laughs> <laughs> <I'm so, laughs> so say stupid estúpido en español? I'm sorry, estúpido. Estúpido. <laughs> <laughs> like, think about it just for a minute. I get the point. I get the sentiment. Like, yes, we want people to have equal rights. One hundred percent agreed. Has America done evil things? One hundred percent agreed. But how many of us would treat a family member or just someone we know and define them based on the sins of their past, the same person who turned things around? Tens of thousands of men died fighting for freedom from things like government control, slavery, other things like that. Like, of course, America is not sinless. There's a lot of problems in America. But why are we trying to go to a society that takes freedom away from people? And I, you know what I think it is, David? I don't think it's, I don't even think it goes back to professors and what they're teaching in schools, though that is an issue. I think it goes back to individuals, and I'm going to be really blunt here, who don't want to take ownership for their life. There's this… This is why I talk about ownership so much as an, as an Amazon seller, as an entrepreneur. You take ownership, you can succeed. You don't take ownership, you're not going to succeed. I you guess. have to take ownership. Like, you want to see something happen, your your uh, roof starts leaking, you go out in the rain, you fix it or you pay someone to do it. You don't have enough money, you mow lawns, do you have enough money? Like, that's, that's, that's incentivizing that it feels good to build things. But why are we saying government? I want you to take care of everything for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can continue on. I'm off my soapbox. No, Thank I mean, you for letting I, me rant. I, I love
0: that you. Just, <laughs> I'm glad that you. I just it. I get fired up. No, no it, and it's fine. I mean, I'm, I think uh, there's a lot of fear nowadays to talk as as you did now because of the ramifications of the, you know people may get upset. I mean, we should be able to have a debate and yeah, talk about why it. Why not? And we should be able to be passionate about it. Exactly. Just to continue what you're saying. Um, I go here 12 years ago to to this country. I didn't speak English. Again, um, got nothing. I got no family. And I don't feel like I'm a, a special person. I Actually, was very uh, regular at school. Never got great uh, great uh, grades. Yeah. I was uh, was ambitious. I want to you know I want to prosper in life. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny to me how there's so many people that pretty much they they born here in this country. They speak the language. They got everything that they didn't get right. uh, until I was 23 and I went to the United States. And still they complain. They yeah. complain and they don't ban or so they live on uh, minim- minimum wage, or uh, they're constantly asking f- uh, for more help for the government. It's OK for the government to help. For example, government helped me. When I got here, totally. they, they gave me food. Right. Uh, it was uh, $200 uh, every month food. Uh, and they gave me $200 in cash every right. month for six months. They don't do that anymore, I believe. but. Well, they did it But it point. gave you a head start. And they g- exactly. It and gave you a chance. Yes.
1: Helping people who can't help themselves in their situation, I 100% agree with.
0: 100%, but people need to be incentivized. Yes. Uh, because otherwise, I mean, I see this so many times, even uh, coming from Cuba. So a lot of people will um, uh, ask the, uh, the employer for less hours so they don't have to, uh, when, you know, taxes come and when they pretty much um, uh and ask for help uh, yeah. from the government so they don't have enough money so the government keep giving them the help. This happened. I mean, this is real. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean I I know so many people, including Cubans, uh, yep. that do that. And it's shameful. Honestly. When you say
1: Cubans, you mean Cubans living in America?
0: Cubans living in America. And right. I mean, when I say Cubans, I mean, this, this applies for like a lot of people. Gotcha. Like, uh, from yeah. all all countries. Yeah. So what happened is that these people are not incentivized to prosper, to to open a business, to yeah. save money. So whatever they got, they you know pretty much live and that's it. And, you know, I work less, government pay me. And that's awful because it's not government paying. It's all of us we're paying because we're the taxpayers. The
1: people who are making money, not just making money, but employing people, giving people opportunity, training them, Mm. helping the economy, investing in real estate, which helps the economy. Those are people paying taxes. And a lot of those taxes are going to people who could work, but they're not. You know, I took Adelie, my daughter on a date and I I decided this is one of my efforts to make sure our kids don't grow up to… I mean, most of my kids are all grown up now, but like this was like a year ago. But I want them to understand what it's like to build a business. I want them to understand that you work hard, you get paid. You work harder, you get paid more. You build something, you can create passive income. I want them to understand that. Hmm. And so I I said, today, Adelie, we're going on a date to visit homeless people. And she said, why are we doing that? I said, because it's good. Let's go sit down. When I was 18, I used to go to rescue missions. Like a rescue mission is like a, a, a place for homeless people where they preach the gospel and I would go in and I would deliver a message, then I would sit down and eat with them. I wanted to understand what is it like to live at this level? What is that like? And I actually grew up very poor. I didn't have a lot of money. I had to pay for my braces. I had to pay for my first car, all of that. But I, I didn't understand what it's like to live on the street. I never have before. Hmm. So I took her to under the bridge and we found this guy sitting there and we're sitting there and he's got like this mattress and he's sitting on the edge of the mattress. We brought him lunch. We're talking. It stunk like crazy. There's these brown wet spots on the bed look like diarrhea or something. It's just it was horrible. Flies everywhere. And we're just talking. And I said, so how are you doing? Is like pretty good? I said, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, well, I, I like this. I was like, have you ever tried getting a job? He's like, no. I said, why? He said, because it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. be homeless. Yep. He said, no one, if anyone in Austin, f- no one has any right to complain about being homeless in Austin because Austin makes it so easy. I'm talking about Austin, Texas right here. Mm-hmm. And his point was, the government incentivizes him not to work when he could work. Hmm. In other words, I am paying ultimately for him to do nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened.
1: There's no incentivization for him. Yep. Now, if, if someone's homeless because they're a war veteran and they can't work physically, I have all mercy and compassion of that person. Why not help them? Like yeah. that's a good thing
0: i, I asked my same question so uh, in miami we got a lot of homeless as well and some of these guys they're asking for money you know you you never know so you never judge a uh, book uh, by uh, how do you say uh,
1: you never judge a book by its cover. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But just, you know, I always wonder, so some of these guys are bigger than me and stronger than <laughs> me like 10 times. Like this guy, he could yes. work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's so, a lumberjack. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I asked the same question. Just going back to where you're saying to education, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm so worried, brother. I mean, constantly talking with my wife about my, my daughter education. Um, some people say, me. I mean, you have to think about that now. I mean, say, yes, I have to think about it because, you know, everything that I'm working for now, everything that I have worked for, to this point that's for her yeah so if i don't do a good job raising mm-hmm. her Amen. everything that i've been working with she won't appreciate she won't appreciate it so and her, pretty much yeah. it can just go to nothing yeah and then every i mean who knows who's gonna take care of whatever i do yeah in Life. so that's why that, that that should be main priority for all of us uh just raising our kids in the right way uh teaching them to appreciate what we give them don't give them any uh, everything. That's yep. very important. And educate them. Yeah. Don't let the government or a teacher from who knows where uh, just put the, their views, m- maybe their wrong views, on on, on her or, or him. Just take ownership of your uh, child education. That's yep. very important. That's the main priority. It's a
1: parent privilege and responsibility 100%, to your yeah. child. You know, before this, I before this podcast, I started reading this book called "Communism for Kids" because I've heard people complaining about it online. And it's, it's scary. What it does is it breaks down communism and it makes, it calls, it equates capitalism, doesn't call it, it doesn't say it is technically a disease, but it says it's like a disease and communism is like a cure. And capitalism, it claims, is where things rule people, things. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you want to buy this tea mug and I'm going to sell it to you for $10, so therefore, you are incentivized to get $10 to buy it. This thing ruled our transaction. Now, I get its point. I, I get what it's trying to say. But it's trying to present capitalism as evil because it's not people we care about. It's just material things, right? But I started thinking, is it really a thing that, that's ruling this transaction? Or is it incentive to create a quality of life? In other words, you might want this tea mug because it looks pretty cool. Do you like the tea mug? It's pretty cool. (laughs) But it also allows you to enjoy coffee or tea, right? Hmm. That's a quality of life. Yeah. So in this situation, the thing that assumes that the thing is the end goal, but the thing is a means to an end.
0: Hmm.
1: Like why do you sell on Amazon? Because when you sell, you make money. And that money allows you to buy a house and then later invest in properties and then later rent those out, mm-hmm. which is good for the economy. It's good for everyone. It keeps the money going, right? Mm-hmm. But you said something to me the other day, you, 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 in Slack, and I couldn't find it, but tell me just briefly about inflation. Yeah. Like this guy is experiencing it firsthand, okay? He and his team do way more arbitrage than I do, so he's feeling it. Yeah. Please tell everyone what you share. This yeah. is, like, such a it, great illustration.
0: It, it's a, it's, a, it's about, that's very well-connected to what we're talking about. Because yeah. people say, hey, you know, uh, $1,600 stimulus check. Right. Oh, so, yeah.
1: New check. Yeah. I'm richer now. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you wait for this. Yes, exactly,
0: because this is going to be something later. And it's <laughs> yes. a tax, permanent tax, actually. I mean, if you look around all over the place, the prices are way up. Even USPS, uh, so government is saying, oh, it's uh, the inflation is is not permanent. that's not true. USPS uh, recently uh, raised the 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 prices I believe at 10 fifteen percent which
1: is insane, which is sa- if insane if you compare to the history of how it rises, yeah number one, they they've always risen faster than inflation. number two to have that spike wait a minute, that 1600 just became less valuable. Exactly. It feels like I'm wealthier, but now what used to cost me, simple illustration, a dollar cost me a dollar and 10 cents.
0: That's exactly what happened. So the
1: value of my dollar just went down. It's like this instant gratification. I feel good for a little bit, for a little bit, I can pay for more things. Hmm. But for the next three to four to five years, I'm suffering, which means that 1600 isn't just gone, I'm now paying more as a result.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So it's awful. Every time that, I mean, that's my view. Every time that you heard the government is printing, uh, also, I mean, when they say three trillions, four trillions, that money is not around. So the government don't have all the money like yeah. somewhere in a warehouse. You're
1: talking about the new bill of Biden with the whole yeah, well, huge 3.5 something, I mean, yeah, infrastructure. The other, yeah.
0: day, the other day, I, I read somewhere that I believe in the last ten, 10 years we, uh, the, uh, the American government has printed 75 percent of all dollars mm-hmm. circulating in, in in the world. Right. So that's crazy. So that's, it's they're printing yeah. all over the place, and that creates inflation, of course. Uh, the cost of living goes up. We, uh, the rent in Miami has gone up 15% mm. in just a year. Yeah. Uh, you look at all over the place, and including Amazon products, China. Yep. Um, uh, it's
1: affected China as well. It's, it's affected China as well. but sourcing.
0: Exactly. And then they, the Chinese will tell you, okay, you know, dollar is, is uh, being devaluated, so now this costs more, or yeah. uh, the product, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a domino effect. It was the RMB. That was the slack. The RMB. Yes, exactly. So… The Chinese Yuan. Yeah, explain yeah, this. Exactly. So, they will tell you, uh, like every other week, I got the message from a different supplier and they told me, hey, you know, price is changing because now dollar, uh, you know, value is less. Yeah, it's weaker now. Exactly. So, you have to pay more or you have to hurry up and pay more now. Think about this, guys. Where? Just for
1: a minute, think about this. By printing more money, we have more of something, which makes what? The value go down. So, $100 yesterday, is like equivalently $80 today. I know it's not exactly 20%. I'm just giving an example, Mm -hmm. right? Therefore, I have to pay more for products in China Therefore, I have to raise my prices on Amazon to remain profitable. Therefore, the people who buy from the stores, as well as us being Amazon yeah. buyers as well, have to pay more. Therefore, now we have to make more for a living. Yeah. And then what are we going to do? We're going to go to the our, the government and say, hey, make higher minimum wage to make sure it happens. That's what they're doing. And then those companies have to fire people because they can't afford to pay more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, oh my… And now you have more people without a job. Yeah. Then they go and apply for government assistance, mm-hmm. which results in taxes going up more, less productivity, less jobs, the economy… Get, like, it's like this whole… Man, and you,
0: I… And you, you know who, who, who's the one that are being affected? I mean, I didn't get the single <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. I mean, we're not going to be affected. No, I didn't get the check. Yeah, but we, exactly. But my wife's checked. like, yeah.
1: I know, you know, we're doing well, we don't need it. But I'm just curious, is that check coming? Nope, the, not coming. Exactly. <laughs> but we employ so many people and help people. Not coming, KK. Yeah.
0: And I'm not complaining. I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we, uh, the wealthy people, the, they won't be affected. Yeah. The ones that are being affected are actually the, the the ones that are craving more checks, more checks. And yeah. this is one, I co- you know, just going back to our conversation being dependent. If we go, keep going this way, I believe the government will create an army of dependent people. Yes. And you know, Mindset, it's, lack of ownership, exactly. goes back
1: to individual's choice to sacrifice freedom so they can get something now and they pay for it later.
0: Exactly. Um, and the sad thing is that most of these people that are the most people in America are not f- are financially uh, educated, so they get the they check. They understand finances. Yeah. So they get the check. I will, I'll tell you what it would do. If I have no money and get those, uh, I don't know, $1,600, I would invest in. I would start yeah. with doing arbitrage. I would try to launch a product. Amen. I don't know. I would put my money on Bitcoin. I don't know. I would, I would do something with right. that.
1: Right. Get your money working for you instead exactly. of just consuming, consuming. I need another paycheck. Consuming, consuming. I need another paycheck. It doesn't work.
0: Exactly. So people getting, I mean, I'm not talking about everybody. A lot of people taking their money just to, you know, buy uh, fancy clothing or uh, clothing or just going right. on vacation. Right. Know everybody. So, I mean, this is… I don't want to be general, but this is how… It's
1: becoming… It's sort of a movement. It's a wave. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this book, Communism for Kids… And I thought, well, maybe it's going to be really honest. It's already at the very beginning depicting communism as, as the solution to the disease of capitalism. Hmm. And it's using slavery, which is absolutely evil. It's equating that. It's tying it so closely with capitalism so that people view capitalism as evil. Hmm. But today, America does not practice slavery, except for those who do illegally. And usually it's child sex slavery, which is disgusting. And yet we live in a capitalistic society, like one of the most successful countries in the world. And yet people are complaining. I want to go back to your story. I know we've talked a lot, Dave, and this has been awesome. I want to go back to your story. So can you tell us, talk about what happened when you were getting across the border? The guys, the money, your brother, could you explain that a little bit? I think people would really appreciate hearing this. I hope this motivates you guys so much. Because David has been in a place, a very dark, low place. That's part of the reason he's grateful today. That's why he is wealthy today, because he decided to do something
0: with it. Yeah, 100%. Again, I'm not trying to… put my political views or, or impose my political views. On just anybody. so you know, yeah. this
1: is a safe place to do it. It's yeah. the JODcast. You yeah. can say whatever you want. Okay, that's perfect. I won't be offended and I, I might disagree. I, and it's cool. I, I I believe
0: people should have intellectual debate. Oh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's good to have a conversation, especially when you never been in a country like Cuba or you never live in a country like yeah. Cuba, which is, you know, like, like, oh, this is the way to go. Right. It's awful, I'm telling you. So <laughs> that's why it's so uh, there's two, bil- two million Cubans living in, in Miami only. I wonder, just real quick, yeah. I wonder how the Cubans currently living in Cuba who are
1: protesting, I wonder what they think of their grandparents and great grandparents and the Cubans who accepted it. Like, Mm. I wonder if those people could come alive today and see, look Mm. what you did for your great grandkids. Look what happened when you welcomed Fidel Castro and welcomed this new idea. Mm. It's It's so sad. It's sad. Do people think about this today? If we're really trying to move that direction, Mm. are we… What's going to happen to our great grandkids?
0: Yeah, exactly. And funny things, Cuba, uh, before 1959, uh, it was one of the most successful countries in Latin uh, America. Uh, one of the most successful yeah, countries yeah, in Latin America. We got, we got a great economy. We got, you know, so much going on. It wasn't a perfect Great so sorry, cigars and yeah, rum. Yeah, that's one of the things. So <laughs> it wasn't a perfect country, obviously got a lot of issues, but um, yeah, you I even feel back, like back I, to your story, brother. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be quiet. You're back <laughs> to your story. <laughs> no, just really quick. <laughs> yeah. in the castle When he took power, he never said it was communist. He says, you know, uh, he actually says, This revolution is as green as the trees. Mm. So, that's making a uh, reference that he was not red, which is you know, mm. uh, the color of communism. Very deceptive, <laughs> yeah, but that didn't happen, obviously. And so, going back to sorry, so I, you know, since I was a kid, I, I knew it was in the wrong place. My father, he He got a huge influence on me because he will somehow sneak and, you know, get uh, these articles from uh, the the Miami Herald and then he will pass that to me and say, read this. And I will start getting more and more into politics and then understanding better how the the United States works. Mm. Uh, I actually um, I was a Republican being in Cuba, never been here in the the United States, and I Mm. I feel like my 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 point of view was, you know, uh, in line with the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, So all that happened since, you know, me being a kid and just growing up. Um, So all that, you know, is getting me out of place uh, because, you know, I was talking to all these guys and, you know, I hear guys, uh, you know, friends having conversation about the Cuban army, how the American would never be able to uh, defeat the the Cuban army because it was the, the, you know, man, that's not true. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so every time that I tried to make a point, so they would get to, they would get back to me and say, hey, I mean, are you with us or not? Hmm. This happened in real life. Hmm. So this is why you're still in Cuba. Yeah, me, me being in Cuba. Mm. So I decided, uh, you know, very early that I want to go. I want to go, and that, that became an exception. Um, my father and, and my mother somehow, you know, they, they managed to get me a, a visa to, to, Mexico. Uh, to Mexico, get to Mexico, getting a bus, and then, you know, drive all the way up to, to the American border. And then before I got there, you know, uh, cops, uh, you know, backups in this case. Yeah. Uh, so they, they… Are they, these actual border patrol? No border patrol. Or the more patrols? those rogue guys yeah, acting rogue, like it? Rogue, yeah, rogue yeah. guys uh, on, on the Mexico side. So they, yeah. they're always looking for Cubans because they know Cubans are trying to get to the border. Yeah. So they get in the bus, they, they start asking for a password. They see the password, the Cuban password, which is a pest. Uh, all over the all over the world. So every time that some government see uh, a Cuban password, they say this guy wants to stay here. So, so yeah, because we go anywhere hmm. before uh, uh, before Cuba. They stole all our money, uh, all our money not half our money. So they, hmm. they 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 told me, okay, uh, you can keep going, but uh, you pay us. You pay us. And I had three thousand dollars. That's pretty much everything that I have in my, hmm. in my life. And that was something that my my, my parents gave me hmm. uh, after they sell some you know stuff that they have. And I told them, um, if you take all my money, please put me on a plane and send me back to Cuba because I, I mean, I had nothing in in the United States, so I need somehow to to make it To get started. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they were not that bad. They they took half and they- they That was nice of them. Yeah. (laughs) We were always still half your (laughs) (laughs) money. So I, Mm -hmm. they they put me on a car and- Were you with your brother at this time? I was with my brother. Younger brother, right? Yeah, my brother was uh, 18, 19. Hmm. So they, they drive me personally, they drive me to, to the border. Mm-hmm. And then we cross the, the, the bridge and we present to the American side. Do you think
1: they just kind of liked you? I you think know what they, I mean? They, like, he, why didn't they take all your money? Do you yeah. think it was partly like, well, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, think it
0: was more personal or? I, I think they, they, they saw desperation. I was, I was 23. So gotcha. I was desperate. So they
1: maybe had a little bit of compassion. Yeah. And my yeah. brother
0: was a kid and we got nothing. Yeah. A teenager. Yeah. And that, I think that, that that was, I mean, it was scary because, you know, uh, it wasn't in the middle of nowhere. It was yeah. a Mexican. Desert. Yeah, and I, I they could have done anything, and they no one could, would know. Exactly. I, I was you were completely at their mercy. I was not there. Exactly. You must have been so scared, Bro, man. Bro, I mean, and they they got what three guys, and all of them they had these huge guns. I don't know. Man. I don't remember what kind of guns, but they were huge. I never seen. <laughs> 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 I never seen a gun in my life. Right. I mean, I grew never seen a, a yeah. gun in my life, and I was scared. I mean, you hear stories, and that happens. I mean, yeah. a lot of Cubans died uh, just crossing the border. Hmm. Um, But somehow, you know, I I was blessed. So they drive me, they leave me there. And then the rest is is, is a story. When they drove you to where? They drove me to the the American-Mexican border. One of so many. Uh, So it's It's a huge bridge. And they they told me walk over there. The Americans are on the other side. I said, okay. (laughs) You're like, this is (laughs) the best walk of my life. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, that's it. Uh, Man. uh, And then
1: when you got across, who were the first Americans you met?
0: Uh, there was actually uh, Mexican-American border. Uh, these a lot of the cops that works in the American border are actually a Mexican descender, so they all speak Spanish. Most of them speak Spanish. Gotcha. you. Um, so they, they received me there. And you was had your green card? I didn't know. I did. I had nothing. I mean, oh. I, I just, use, I mean, again, Cubans are a little bit different uh, from that perspective. You get there and you say, I'm Cuban, uh, so I want to pretty much uh, get into the country, so there's a law local, I don't remember now how to It's OK. How, I, I don't it's know, all right. I like, don't oh, That would be, I, I know that in Spanish. Everyone who speaks Spanish understand. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pretty much I said, oh, you're Cuban? OK, you get in. and They give me um, a parole, and mm-hmm. get into the country, and then start, that's how I start. Parole
1: as in you have to check in every few months?
0: No. Uh, well, yes. No, actually, no. So that battle after, uh, so I could apply to my uh, work permit. And then mm-hmm. after a year, I was able to apply to my resident. Then I become American citizen. Got it. So it's a step-by-step process. Yeah. So you have yeah. to behave, obviously. So if yeah. you don't behave you you know. get sent back. Yeah. They of send you back, but they, they put you in jail. So oh, OK. Because there's no agreement with the Cuban government. To go back. To, yeah. Got gotcha. you. Exactly. OK. Yeah.
1: And then after that, you started working at a hotel or McDonald's? Yeah,
0: I worked so many places. Uh, working at McDonald's first, as I told you, I was grateful. Uh, we, you know, when they told me $8, eight dollars an hour, I would tell everybody, Hey, I make. you know what? I work at McDonald's, I make eight hours, $8 dollars per hour. It was so… It was, you were I, proud of it. I was proud of that. Yeah, because yeah. you had perspective. Yes. And even at the beginning, I remember being so enthusiastic about the possibility of becoming a manager. You were grateful yeah. to work at McDonald's. Yeah, I want to become a manager at McDonald's. That, like, that, that was like my early dream. I want to become a manager here. See, what um, I love about that
1: yeah. is that's part of the reason you are so wealthy today. You're I, grateful for what you did have. You had to start with something small, hmm. like a dime. Yeah. You're grateful and that kept you going. If I'm thankful for this, instead of waiting for someone to come rescue, or complaining or whining and self-defeating yourself and sabotaging your mindset that allowed you to keep going hmm. and eventually become an Amazon seller. And today, the leader of Just One Dime Español yeah. and a real estate investor.
0: Brother, it's uh, amazing. It's, it's, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I'm blessed. I was telling Danilo Jesse, we were talking about how, how crazy. Uh, Literally, we were talking about it. So sometimes I, 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 you know, I see my life and I can't believe it, it seems like like a dream. And at the end of the day, it's just hard work. Hard yeah. work and visualization. I I, I like to visualize, to just be, I'm very visual. So yeah, I Yeah, you like,
1: visualize what you want. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and that works for me every time. Obviously, it's like, okay, let me see. Okay, Lamborghini, okay. And then it shows to, up. Tomorrow is right. a Lamborghini. You know? <laughs> so obviously you think about it, Yeah, you want it so bad, mm-hmm. uh, constantly think about it. And I think eventually it will come true because uh, you work for it. Yes, yeah, so your mind
1: is already conditioned yeah. to believe this is where I want to get. And then you believe you can get there. And again, you're not looking for someone else to come along and make it happen. Mm-hmm. You're doing it yourself.
0: Yeah. And, and at what point I will, well, we talk about it. At what point uh, eventually I want to, to create, that's like, I see more f- uh, f- philanthropic.
1: Mm-hmm. Philanthropic? Uh, yep. Yeah.
0: I want to start working on that. I want to. Um, help uh, immigrants, not only Cubans, to mm-hmm. pretty much financial education. I believe that's, that's the main thing. People n- need to know how to manage their money. I mean, it doesn't matter if you you know everything about Amazon, you know everything about any business. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to manage your money, uh, you got no opportunity.
1: It's because, because your money is like food to your business. Exactly. So it's like, if I don't know how to manage food or how to take, eat and digest yeah. and yeah. store and save and yeah. make food, I'm going to die. Same as same for a business.
0: And um, to think about it, my brother and I, I used to work at McDonald's. As I told you, eight dollars per hour, I would make about five hundred something uh, every two weeks. And my brother, he's uh, he was always sick, so he would have a part time at uh, T Max. Uh, so together we would make, I would say, like fifteen hundred dollars uh, every month. Mm-hmm. Man, and um, every month we will save money, hmm. no tro- no problems at all. Hmm. Why? Because we simplify our life. We we live in a very tiny apartment. I, I'm, I mean, About I'm being small yes, th- yeah. It was <laughs> pretty much this. Like right? yeah. everything was on the same place. Yeah. Uh, very bad neighborhood. Uh, you know, we, we were always a little bit scared. We didn't have a car. We would take a bus. We have like the simples phone. Uh, we, uh, we just very simple life. Yeah, and that allowed us to every month have money, uh, money that we could save. Yeah, and then after you save the money, so the next thing is your mind, so where you put your mind on. So what are you gonna do with that money? So it doesn't matter. So when people make excuses about oh no, because it's easy for you, you got money. I have to do a lot of things a Did lot of S before I got to this point. Exactly. So before I got here, I had to do everything that I'm telling you. Yep. And I save money, uh, and then pretty much invest the money, work really hard and then that's how I got here. Yeah. So people need to first understand this. You need to simplify your life. It's very, it's very hard in the United States to simplify your life because there's tension all over the place. Yeah. You go to a dealer, you say you don't need credit. You don't need uh, income, whatever. Just come here and get the car. Why would you do that? Right. You don't got credit. You got a, a like, minimum wage uh, uh, salary. Right. Why would, why… You're do you just
1: increasing your liability. Yeah. You're, you're hijacking your own future. Exactly. Versus saving money so you can invest it to build a business, to grow wealth that gives you margin to do the things you love with the people you love.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You're making $1,500 and you go and get a car from the right. dealer. So, I would say, $400, you're taking a third of your salary yeah. in the car. That's pretty
1: much you're saying, I'm going to stay stuck in the situation. Exactly. I'm going to stay stuck instead of wait, think about the future. How do I get there? I need money. How do I get money? I work, I save, I be smart with it. I prove myself. Capitalism.
0: That's exactly. Simplify, save, invest. That's mm-hmm. the way you have to do
1: it. Amen. Yeah. This has been awesome, David. Is there anything you want to say? Last words to the people watching here, to this camera.
0: Uh, well, I I would say appreciate this country. Uh, I, I know it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect in this life, but I love the country. Uh, we can all work together and just make it better. But as it is, it's awesome and it's one of the best things I ever had. I mean, I'm so grateful to 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 be uh, in this land. Thanks to this land today, as as Seth uh, mentioned, I got everything. I got more money that I ever you know imagine I would have. And I say this, you know. Uh, not to brag, just to inspire you. Uh, it's a great country. You just have to, you have to work hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, go to the basics. Simplify, Yeah. invest, and then you will have results. So, yeah, thank you. Amen.
1: Thank you so much, David, for being on this podcast. Pleasure. Thank you for living out. It's one thing to talk. It's another thing to live out these desires, these, this passion. You decided to take action. Yeah. And I, I remember, Third student, we met on Skype. (laughs) I totally remember. That's crazy. (laughs) That's so crazy. I remember exactly where I was sitting upstairs in the office and we were talking about Amazon. And guys, for those of you guys watching or listening, you can go to Seth.com if you want to hear more episodes like this. I would love to hear your thoughts. Capitalism versus communism communism or socialism. And I know people who are like, well, socialism, communism, they're not the same thing. And, you know, look at Sweden and Norway. And well, they have socialism because… That's another topic, Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts. So please comment below. Again, you can see more of these at Seth.com. Our goal is to bring you the best content possible, sometimes debate, sometimes rants, whatever it is, so that you can do one thing, take ownership for your life. You get one life this side of heaven. Take the most of it. Don't let someone else live it for you. Now is the moment. Now is the opportunity. Let's go. Thank you, David. Brother, thank you. See you, brother. (laughs) Okay. <laughs>